Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Hila Baruch, who started Ions and Israel. And Hila has had an NDE where she encountered three rabbis, and today we're going to learn about it. Hila, thank you so much for being my guest today, and welcome. Thank you so much, Jeff. That's my honor. And thank you for the opportunity to share my uh, NDE. Well, Hila, my audience loves to hear about NDEs, so if you don't mind, can we start on the day yours happened and go from there? Uh, well, it happened uh, seven years ago. I had a simple surgery and they left a blood vessel open in my body after three weeks that I bled internal. Uh, in my stomach, I, I just collapsed. I lost almost all the blood in my body. And it's like so many miracles that I stayed alive even those weeks. And they rushed me to the hospital. And after 24 hours, because also there, there was a mistake between my blood uh, sample and other women. So only after 24 hours, they understood that I'm dying. And they rushed me to the surgery um, room. While they did that, I fainted, but I was I was still aware it was different than other other times. I was still aware to what's going on around me only by hearing. And they said this girl is going to die, and I wasn't ready to die. I couldn't believe that I'm going to die, and that's the first time that I think in my life that I really want to live. I never felt. What is this willing to live? Like we take it so much as granted, you know, wake up in the morning and everything is here. Suddenly I feel like I, I really want to live and I'm screaming in my heart that I want to live. And after that, they, after they get me into the surgery room and the surgeon says to me, we will do everything to save you. And while he's doing saying that, he's touching my head. And when he touched my head, I felt his hand inside my head, like all the particles of his hand and all the meaning, meanings of the grace, the good things, the life-saving that he did with his hand I felt all of this in my head. It was so amazing that I could stay there forever. And it was also weird because it felt so natural. But on the other side, what didn't seem natural to me that his face so close to, me, to mine while my body is here and he is here. So today I know that this is was the first uh, part that I was 
going out from my body. I st still felt my body, but I was beyond my body. And after that, I had, it was, it, it wasn't like poof and I was out. It was like a process. I had tingling from my toes to my head with currents and it was so warm and full of love that my best example for that is if you take all the mother's love in the universe, in the past, in the future, right now, all of this, and you take it, this essence of love, you put it in a bottle and you inject it to your body, it's not even close to what I felt. And when it happened, everything went up to my head and I felt that my head is the universe. Everything that there is in the new universe is here in my head. Living life, uh, children, laugh of children, the trees, the sky, everything, even the stones. I felt that I am everything. And also there I could, I could stay forever. And only after that, I felt this huge push. And it was like somebody pushed me up from my body. And suddenly, I'm like floating next to the ceiling. And I'm looking everything that's going on in the surgery room. And the first thing that I felt is that I'm home. Oh my God, I'm home and I feel good. And it was so natural. And there was a breath, one breath, and everything was moving with that breath. It was like the creator breath. Even the machines, the people, everything. And I'm, I was one particle of love that moving with this breath and all the questions that I ask, asked all my life about what's the meaning of this life, why there is sufferness, like, and if God is good, why, why there is evil, and is there God, is there existence after this life? And I didn't have any answer, but in the minute I was out, it was like a raindrops that came to my consciousness and those raindrops were the answers for the questions that I was asking all my life. But it wasn't by words, it was by meaning. And while I'm there, I, I'm trying to tell the, the doctor, like, I feel good, everything is good, everything is in, the, in order, there is no chaos, like I felt before. And, but he didn't hear me. He was very angry about the first doctor who operated me in a different place, in private. Um, and that's how I knew that he taught him how to be the doctor. And while he was thinking about him, I was like launched to a cabin in the North. And I see the first doctor who operated me in the cabin in vacation with his wife. And I see him see the phone calls from the hospital and ignore. And then I launched to, back to the hospital and 
moved through the walls and went to my mom, I felt her, I felt her feelings. She was in shock that they told her that her daughter is going to die. And she tried to pray and she couldn't because she was in such trauma and in shock that she couldn't even contain the situation. And I'm trying to talk to her and telling her, mom, mama, I'm good. I feel good. Don't worry. I really feel good. But she didn't hear me. And all those things I, I confirmed with the people, with the doctor, with the doctors, with my mom. And after that, what happened to me that I came back and I saw my grand-grandmother. And the funny thing that all my life, I thought, I thought that she doesn't like me <laughs> before she died. Because I was, uh, before I was a lawyer as a child, I was a dancer. And she was very religious and I wasn't. And she always told me do this and this and I was afraid and I from her and I thought she doesn't like me and I felt so much love from her and my two cousins too were there and I told them I want to be complete because the doctor said if we will save your life we will take organs out of your body and I wanted to be a mother and I said if I'm not going to be a mother don't bring me back I want to be complete and she, she told me, but not in words, telepathic, she said, everything will be okay. I knew that I'm going up with them to the next world, to the other world. But I wasn't afraid. It was like waiting for a train. And when I was there, I felt that it was like a jump from the hospital. And I remember getting away from the hospital and from the city and see everything. But the next thing I remember is that I was in um, a dark world, a world with no begin and no end, endless world. And this darkness world was so thick. It was like cement and while I was there, I felt, on the other hand, I felt shame because I felt, okay, here I am, you know, just what, like when I was in the hospital and I saw my body, I felt, okay, like this is like a coat. Here I am, I'm still alive. But there it was like, here I am, my identity, this is who I am not my mask, what I've been building, what I thought that I am, not the lawyer, not the daughter of, not the sister, not all the personality that I, I, I took on me and I built some character to be able to arrange in this world. It's not who I am. This is who I am without all of this. And the gap was so big, you know, as a lawyer, that going to the court, I don't need to tell you that truth is not the, the big value that's going, going on there, you know. And I wanted to, I want justice, but it doesn't mean that the truth was there. And in the darkness world, I felt the gap between my false identity and my real identity. And 
this gap was my shame, but it was my learning process. It was like a gift. And after that, I felt like I got tools, like all the tools that I got, I, what I did with them, I took them to fight the darkness instead of spread the light. And I understood that taking the tool and instead of playing, I made him uh, a war tool. It was also shame, but it wasn't a shame like a punishment. It was a shame that made me understand it was a learning process of love, you know, like teaching a child. And while I'm feeling all these lessons, I am thinking, am I going to be here forever? And suddenly I hear from the, the other world, uh, I, it's the house of judgment, but I call it the house of mercy and compassion. I hear them talking about me, like really arguing if I'm going to be alive or not. And I'm seeing what's going on in the hospital and they're asking for more blood units. And I know that every minute I'm going to die. And I want to say to them, I want, please, I want to go there. I want to go there and telling them, please bring me back. I want to fix, I want to fix. Now I know who I am. I will, I will do everything differently. Please let me fix, let me correct. And while I was yelling that, I saw a golden spot. It was so far away, like looking in the sky. But as much as I want more to, to fix, to correct, the golden spot came to me and I came to her. Um, I just want to say one insight about this uh, darkness world because I don't think there is punishments I think this is all about what kind of vessel I had and if this is my glass and I'm taking like something that can break break this glass like too much water and it's not the right vessel so the darkness world was um, a resonance, I think, of my consciousness that I had. So it wasn't a punishment. It was like a reaction for the vessel that I had. But still, I felt the creator love. I felt that I'm not alone. I felt that there is biggest wisdom that I can ever achieve, that I can't achieve that thinking me, I am the thought of this wisdom, endless wisdom. And I felt like um, a womb, an embryo in a womb. I have uh, actually um, a, a paint that I tried to explain to myself what I felt. I, felt. I don't know if you see this, mm -hmm. um, but this is actually what, what I felt. I felt safety. It wasn't that I am, I'm, I'm disconnected from everything in this darkness world. It felt like a baby that didn't come out to this, to the world yet. And, but he's like, you know, somebody's still holding him. If, or, even if I didn't see who, and I 
wanted to get to emerge with this golden spot because this golden spot was the other world and I want to explain it because we said we said the other world and I'm also always always saying this like it's out but it's not out it's inside it's like an onion you know and when you take off more and more and more so the other world it's the most inside you know um and this is the heart so you just need to reveal it's not really outside but it's up there because it's higher than our animal instincts for example okay so then i emerged with that house of judgment that which i call house of mercy and the first thing that i remember that i am standing but it's not standing standing physically because i have no body it's consciousness in my consciousness i'm i'm standing and there is a meaning about it because this is a very it's like a, it's destiny this what happened there it was my destiny and i felt so much love because i saw three rabbis in front of me and they were sitting and they looked at me and one of them said what are you doing here you are not supposed to do to be here like that with his hand and when he said it it wasn't those words he meant like you need to live your life. I was always living other people's lives. I was taking care of everybody, my family, my friends. I wasn't taking care of myself. And that's what I had this character to be strong enough for everybody. And he said, you're not supposed to be here. Don't leave other people. Not, not, you don't need to um, defend anybody. Live your life. But... In this moment, you know, Jeff, if before I wanted to correct, to fix and come back, once I'm in the house of mercy, there is no option for me to come back. I just want to stay home. I want to go up. I want to, I want to go home. It's enough for me. The life that I had, I'd, I don't even can think about this option. Like I have... All my essence became one willing is being home. I'm not coming back. And when he told me that, I was like, I didn't agree. And there were thousands of, thousands of souls be, behind me. And all of them were like, they were like big waves, you know, like we can understand her. We can understand her, not only about what I want now, about my life, about what, what, I've did, what I did in my life, everything. Nobody judged me. The only person who judged me was me. I was so judgmental. You know, I was paid to be judgmental as a lawyer. And it was full of love and mercy. Even the place, like, it was... It, it was full of love and mercy and compassion. So I looked on the other rabbi because there was a screen and suddenly I see my life review. And he showed me 
my life review and all the things that like if you were asking me before my Andy Hila you will have life review what do you think you will have in your life review I will say I would say I um maybe dancing maybe you know performing maybe going to the court maybe things like that uh, as you heard me 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 and me and um, after uh, my uh, why my Andy what I've seen it's so the opposite of what I told you. It was so many lessons. I cannot elaborate right now because talking, only talking about, talk about my uh, life review, it's like a meeting itself. But there was so many insights that maybe I will take one of the insights that I love to, to talk about that I was a child. I saw me as a child, um, five years old and I was thinking I always like thinking thoughts like is God uh, exists maybe my parents like they fool me and maybe they they've been told you know and I don't see him and maybe I'm talking to someone who is not exist and I used to be on the window like standing on the window and like this as a child and thinking a lot and actually until today (laughs) and when I was there I was telling God I'm not sure if you exist I think that maybe they're fooling me I need evidence I need evidence to know that you exist so if you exist I want to have in my drawer tomorrow uh, where is my socks I want to have a candy a lollipop uh, you know, I was a child and we had, we were uh, halves of chocolates and not candies. So the option that we will have candy, no options, no option at all, only if we have birthday parties and things like that. And I woke up in the morning. I didn't even remember that. Um, and I opened the drawer and I saw the candy. And I ran to my mom and I see this in the life review and I ran to my mom and I'm saying to her, mama, mama, look, God gave me this candy. And she was like, no, I gave you this candy. So I thought, why you did it today? You never, you never did that. And she said, I don't know. I had a thought to surprise you today. So as a child, I thought, okay, so you exist or it was you that put these thoughts in her or it was her I need much more evidence from you you know so I w- was always looking for God or trying to understand the meaning of this life and when I've been shown this I've been shown not only this I've been shown the listening of God to me as a child I had the opportunity to be on the other side to feel this love and you know my example for that is if you like if you're talking to a mirror all your life and suddenly you see the person that beyond beyond the mirror and he's telling you look Jeff all those years that you were talking to yourself I was here with you 
I felt you. I felt you. I, wa I was answering to you. I was leading you. Sometimes you heard me and you said, oh, this is my imagination. I, it was me. When you didn't have the power, I was the one who pushed you and gave you this power. And suddenly I this expand my heart to feel so worth, you know? And it's not about me, it's about everybody, all the humanity. We are all worth, worth and loved just for our existence, no matter what we are doing, no matter, like just by our existence that we're a part of the, of the of, of God. So I have a lot of insights through uh, this uh, life review. This is actually the main issue that I'm still processing because this is a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I also felt all the people that I hurt them, like I canceled the wedding um, eight, nine years ago, uh, a month and a half before the wedding was supposed to happen. And I was in the guy's shoes. I was in wrong shoes and I felt what I hurt him when I canceled the wedding. And other people that I hurt and other people that I judged, suddenly I was, I was able to understand them from their, their shoes. And there is a lot, but I cannot elaborate, so I will skip. And after my life review, you can think that I will say, okay, there is so much insight. I have to come back. There is so much to fix and correct. But no, I, I couldn't. I, I, I just want to be home. So this, the, the other rabbi who was in the middle, he showed me, showed me my funeral and show me what will happen to my mom um, because of me dying. And I mean, it, until today, it's very hard for me to talk about it because like telling, telling your family that you didn't want to come back, even that you saw the, you know, it's, it's not easy, but I just knew that everything will be okay with them. I didn't want to come back. He showed me the family that I will be reincarnate to the to them. I was supposed to be the third child, and I saw this family. And he said, it won't be immediately. You will go. If you want to come back, you, want, you, you don't want to come back to be Hila. Okay. You will reincarnate to this family, but you will be in a, a world which is a middle world, I think. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's not, the, it's like the, between those worlds, like a preparing world. And then you will reconnect to this family and you will start over all your life again. So, and I was like, no way. I'm not going to start like from a baby with no consciousness of understanding what I'm understanding now. There is no way I'm going to do everything from the beginning. And I didn't accept that too. So after that, actually I asked myself a lot, like, 
how I had this courage to, to say no, you know, because I felt so much respect to them. They were so, they had so much light. The light that came from their eyes to me was, it was so warm and, and full of love and compassion that I didn't have the tool to, to hold it. And I, I, I felt shame, you know, that I don't have the tool to hold it, but no shame from them. Shame, nobody judged me. I judged myself. I Like, this is not who I am, what I see in this life review. This is who I am. So the third one, uh, the, the third one, no, not the third one, the first one, yes. He said to me, okay, he understood there is a problem. And he said, okay, I will show you the future. And he showed me the future. This is the part that I don't remember. And thank God that I don't remember. I need, I have so much to process. And nobody wants to see a movie when he knows what's going to happen, you know? So he showed me the future and I only remember that that I will be a mother, okay? Because it was something that I really want. And he showed me the future and there was a message with that, like a message that what I'm supposed to do. And after that, I he said, do you agree? Like agree to coming back? And I said, yes, I agree. And I don't remember what the message, I think I was searching this message. I was angry at God, like how you did it to me, how you brought me back to squeeze me back to this body. And I don't even remember what am I supposed to do? I know to be a lawyer. I know to be some stuff that I don't want to do. What am I supposed to do now? So I think that, and today I know that it, it happens to a lot of NDEs. It's not only me. So we need to search that. There is no, we need to find it like a treasure in ourselves because it's, it's our destiny. And it's, the, it's the connection of this is about the unity of all the universe. It's not about me. It's all about being one, to being um, bring the one part of my puzzle to the harmony of the universal humanity. So I agreed to come back and my um, return to, the, to this body, it's a story itself that I can't elaborate right now. We don't have, I think, the time, but I had, there was a soul escort me during this uh, return to my body and I didn't it, it was like I didn't came to the body like immediately it was I had a rope ladder from the sky I know it sounds but this is what I've been through and from there I went to the sea and I was swimming in the sea with all the fish that came to help me and a big whale who hold me. And I came to the beach and I found my grandpa and I was crying and told, telling him like what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do. And he said, 
start walking, you will know you are never alone. Like there is a navy of angels and soul with you, souls with you. And not only with me, with everybody, everyone. And then I woke up in uh, the hospital. I know that I'm complete. Um, they are calling, they think the doctor that maybe something is wrong with me because I'm very happy, extremely happy. Like, I just want to scream everybody like, oh my God, there is life after life. We, we never die. We never die. And, but I understood that I can't talk about it with everybody because people started to look at me like, what's going on with her? Like, coming back, come back to be the Hila that you were before, you know? But I came with information that we are all threads of mercy, you know? And this is like, um, those, those threads, if I can give example, like one blanket. So different colors, different maybe fabrics in the same, but it's one blanket, you know? And I just want to scream that to everybody, like, but I understood that I need to have my own process to understand what, what I've been through, you know? And it took me a while after I think uh, five years, we, years we, we opened here the branch of IONS, which is huge present uh, that we will give to other people the opportunity to share their story here in Israel and also to understand that they're not alone because for the first years, I thought that I'm alone. I didn't understand what happened to me. And I, my English is not perfect, so I didn't saw a podcast or something like that in English of NTE. So I thought that I'm very weird and I, I was looking... Uh, in YouTube, in, in Hebrew people, but it was, what I saw, it was scary things. And I felt so much love that I felt that, okay, maybe something wrong with me if I think that creator is, is love. And then I found out that about Andy all over the world and that I'm, first of all, I'm not crazy. Second of all, I'm not alone. There is so many like me. And that's what what's led me to, to open here the branch in Israel. And until today, I think I'm still processing what I've been through. And I see that I, 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 I'm talking about being one and one harmony. And I actually have to say that I do see, Jeff, I do see that people are cooperating together. But... There is big but. This but is about we are cooperate together against something, you know? And we need to cooperate together for something. And the process that we're doing here, the remembering who we really are, taking off the mask, it's not, you know, accidentally that we had COVID-19 and we put a mask on ourselves. It's not accidentally that in the, if I can give example about the Oscar, let's talk about the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm just saying that this is reflection of our animal instincts, you know? And on the other hand, what we have in our soul, how can we be with patient to each other? 
he is, I'm not, again, criticize anybody. I'm just saying that everything I see outside, this is reflection. Also what I see with Ukraine and Russia, I'm asking myself, what is this reflection? Where I am reflect this? And I feel this is like a fight between the soul and the body and we need to cooperate together also the soul and the body. So the process of being one, it's, we can talk about love, but we all have opinion. We so much different than each other. The color is different. Uh, the thoughts, the opinions. So there is so many differences. And still, this is the beautiful collage of the humanity. And I think if we can imagine all the humanity holding hands together, you know, like one big family and ignore the evil things, okay? Ignore because this is a reflection of, of, the, of the body, of animal instincts. That's okay. We need to take those instincts to use it for the goodness, for, for being one, for being in harmony together. So I think this is very important to talk about it too, because these times a lot of people have anxiety also and fear and don't know what will happen in the future. And I think that this is opportunity for us to change the future, to change our lives. And we need to start in ourselves, not to fix anybody outside in ourselves and to reveal the one thing that combine everybody in the world, no matter if you're a Jewish, Muslim, American, not Brazilian, European, and no matter who you are, there is one thing that combine all of us. And this thing is the universal values, spiritual universal values, like mercy, compassion, be patient, giving, you know, those things, if you ask the soul, she will say, yes, this is me, you know, but once I'm in the body, there is conflict, because the body wants to get for himself, the soul wants to give, only to give, how can I make peace between them, how can I make peace with sky and earth inside of me. So this is our part of everyone to make his part, to combine, to make the body, like to make the body be for the soul, okay? So I think this is very, very, very special and not easy times, but with, great and amazing opportunities that we can take. And I think that all these end years, it's, there is a meaning for that too, you know, that it will have, the, the, the reason that it happens to everybody that to show that we are all the same, you know, every child, if you will ask him, how do you feel with lies? or thief, or how do you feel with love and giving and kindness? He will say that, no matter 
where he were raised. He would love to go to the warm and the safe place. So we can create it here. Heaven is here. It's not, it's not there. It's really here. But we just need to choose. Hila, thank you for sharing your experience with us. It was amazing. How have you changed religiously since your experience? Good question. <laughs> I think um, I'm not religious yet. Uh, and I'm saying yet because after learning uh, Kabbalah, I was looking for something that will resonate to my NDE and my insights. And I found it um, in the Kabbalah. And so I'm not religious yet, but I think that I would love and I need those tools. I think that religious is like a shape to put the light. And this is for this earthly life. But the reason that I don't love to talk about religious religion is that we took religion to to the opposites from connect each other you know like my religion your religion and the all the fights and the wars in in the world it's it's from there also i, I think so um and people try to make other people to think like them. And this religion, everything is okay, but there is one creator and he made all of this. And we need to focus on the things that are the same in all of us, you know? So, but I, I understand why you're asking that because in Israel, a lot of people asking me that. And I think that this is a part of my process to discover from my heart the tools of the religion that will be helpful helpful for this light to be much more, you know, stable, you know, in me. Does the Kabbalah speak about near-death experiences? Yes. Um, they don't call it in the Kabbalah near-death experience. It's called Aliyat Nashama. It means... Um, how how I will say it? Aliyat uh, neshama. It's like when uh, your soul goes like out when, uh, of your body by oh, raising soul, all right? Raising soul, like the soul going up. About tzaddikim, people that were very holy and with the Holy Spirit, that they were learning Kabbalah or, or Torah, and and their and their they were learning Torah, and their soul was going um up so they talk about it and they also there's a story about somebody who is a rabbi and his son i don't remember the name i'm sorry and his son was um he died and he came back he had a clinic death and he came back and when he came back he told him the father said what what did you see? What happened to you? And the, and, this, and the child said, an opposite world I've seen. The people that in this world are up and like the people who have maybe money and families and things like that and they're up and known and up there, they're down. And the people that are down, like the people that I saw in the street, the homeless people, you know, they were the... the, the the, uh, the the higher souls 
everything was opposite. And this is actually very, I, I think, I think this is very, for me, it's very clear because it's like a reflection. And when you see in the mirror yourself, uh, like my right ear, like here it's, you know, it's the, so it's really a reflection. And this world is a reflection, but it's with a filter. We, it's, it's hard for us even to, as, as the colors that I saw of the fishes, fish in the sea, I saw colors that I I, ev- I never saw it like living colors. So this world like it's filtered to the other world. So they 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 talk about it, yes, but in different terms. And the term of the the terms is light and vessel, light and vessel. Like the light needs to be right to the vessel, and that's. Um, a good example about also influence because if I really want to influence a person but he doesn't have the right tool now like you can you can't tell three years old child how um, babies come to the world you know you need to filter that so this is what this world we we have step by step and even we want if you want to influence other people we need to respect his vessel and and not push too much so the work is on ourselves, and then we will see a different reflection since you've started the ions in israel how do the people generally accept ndes in israel well i think that we are moving step by step of uh, changing perception. Because I think that two, three years ago, NDE equal uh, religion, which is okay. Okay, like a lot of religion people had NDE. I came from uh, my grandpa uh, religion, my uh, my family, okay. Today, it's like we were moving to changing perception that it's not about religion, that religion is a tool to express the, the, the way that we need like, to live, to, to have a, the right vessel to the light, you know? So it's, we're going step by step. It's, it's beautiful to see it, actually, because... I, I was very afraid at the beginning to expose myself because I thought, I told to my mom, if I will do it, like now everybody in Israel will think I'm crazy and lunatic and I won't be able to, to work as a lawyer. I will go to the court and the judge will think I'm crazy. Everybody, you know, I was very afraid of that. And, but I, 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 it gave me a lot. It was a huge present for me because when they acknowledged that, it was, I felt like I'm hiding secrets. So I think a lot of people who had ND, they feel they don't need to hide it anymore, you know? And after COVID-19 and during the COVID-19 and the fear of death and the fear of unknown, people are much more ready to hear more. Um, the collective consciousness has developed, I think. So um, So we were in process, good process, I think. So, What changes have you made in your life 
since your experience? Oh my God. From where to begin? Can I begin, Jeff? Like, I can, there is no time to talk about the changes. Well, what about just the significant ones? The significant ones is, first of all, I'm not going to the court anymore. I'm not like giving only consolations as a lawyer, but much more consolations as a soul. Um, not a, a lot, not about lawyer or things like that. Um, I think that I feel much more people. I'm much more sensitive, and I have the significant thing that I'm. I have endless longing to unite to with everyone to see this world in harmony to to see us in our real identity when I see people that doesn't doesn't know or aware of who they are I miss their soul instead of them I'm praying there on them instead of them because they don't feel that so there is a lot of pain with that actually so this present come comes with the pain and sorrow because I think there is no other option. Like we cannot be animals, you know. We we can we really can live differently. We really can. It's it's it really can happen. We just need to remember. And so this endless longing, I'm waking up with that, and I'm sleeping with that, and I think um, all the actions that I do, it comes. It comes from there, from this feeling. Initially, in the beginning after your NDE, were you angry or depressed that you are back here? Oh, of course. <laughs> Until today, it happens to me. Um, I don't think there is a month that I'm not telling God, how you did it to me? Like, change all the cards and put squeeze me back to this body and... I feel like I'm I'm feeling like one, but I'm everyone with everyone. Like, yes. Since you were connected to everything when you were there, are you now feeling disconnected? Sometimes, sometimes I feel disconnected. Sometimes, if like, I rather not see the news. I rather to 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 know what's going on in the world. And everything, but not watching a lot in the news because it take over my consciousness, and I'm very sensitive. So sometimes I feel like, what's going on? And then I need to remind myself everything is in order because if you want to know what is compassion, we need to see the cruelty, the evil. You know, it's like duality here. So we need to use this for understanding who we really are. So sometimes I feel, okay, what's going on? And I'm, I miss home like a baby, you know, but I'm not a baby. And um, I think that most of the time when I'm with people, I feel very connected to them more than I ever had before. And sometimes it's sad to say, I feel sometimes that I'm connected to their soul much more than them. And this is, this is not easy for me. Like there is so much beautiful souls, you know, and 
they don't see that all the time. Do you fear death at all anymore? Oh, no. Not, not at all. I jumped from um, uh, a plane, like, what's the word of that? Skydiving? Yeah, skydiving. And I did it twice. And if you ask me before my end, if I will do something like that, like, no way. Like, I was so frightened from hiding. Um, no, no way. And no, I think that I'm much more going on the edge after Mandy. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of not living uh, in, in my real identity, not living and see Geula, which means being one in harmony, Every all, the, all of us. You know, this is what I'm afraid of, of dying and not be in the reality that we are waking up and connecting together. What do you think inspires you about your experience? Well, I think I will be able to answer this question 10 years from now, because every time there is something else, there is so much insights from my experience. I skipped so much uh, information so every time God like take like in a movie take this part to my consciousness and like it's living inside of me, and this is inspiring me. So I'm still trying to integrate my uh, all my insights from my NDE, and I think that as much as more that I talk about it, it take place and when I feel that it helps people it helps also to me so people saying to me always thank you so much thank you so much and I feel like no no thank you so much you're giving me the the opportunity to share something that is so much bigger than me and you help me to integrate this information so I think there is a lot of things that's given me passion from Andy, but I'm I much more love people and connect them in in a different level. I think so. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who has lost someone dear to them and they're wondering if their loved one is okay on the other side and they're questioning their own existence? Well, we never die. We continue to live, and. I know from my experience when I was out of my body and I saw my mom, I didn't want her to cry and be in sorrow. I want her to know that I f- I'm good. Good that I, I ever felt, I ever had. So I, I, can, I could tell them, you will meet one day. Don't worry. And there is no loss in spiritual world everything just we're changing only form but we're still living and your loving one that you lost he can help you much more up there you know and he's talking to you all the time but don't look at him outside in signs because when you get signs it's because you are looking him inside your heart he's talking to you through your heart but don't forget that he's also a vessel of the creator and there is 
much more than that. And sorrow, it's something that we need to go through, but not holding this too much. Think about the good things and to remember that you will meet. It's, it, it, we never vanished, you know. One thing I find interesting is that you were told that you may be reincarnated if you don't come back to this body. In the Kabbalah or in the Jewish religion, do they speak about reincarnation at all? Yes, yes, um, a lot. Not only to people, to human beings, I mean, to animals, to plants. Um, the Kabbalah talk about uh, levels of spirituality. I mean that there is levels. So if I need to correct my, correct my talking, because uh, plants, they have level. Um, I think that it's very hard for me to explain it in English uh, than in Hebrew, but this is something that doesn't move. The next level is plant. <clears throat> the next level is animal. The next level is human being. The person who can understand Thing from other things and create something else. The animal can understand thing, things, but he cannot create something else. And he have the his instincts and feelings as and animals. He do have feelings. So if I need to correct my uh, level of the humanity, I can go down to reincarnate to animal to go up than to be um, and I don't, I'm, it's very hard to me to explain it in English but there is so much more than what I'm saying what I'm saying and the reason that it took me a long time because I got to the Kabbalah only after years because I sat in my room actually in my porch around four years by my own and writing, writing, writing a lot of notebooks. And I was like, I know this is true. I know, but who can confirm me, confirm me that? So I was looking and everything I saw was um, very next to what I've been through, next to, next to. And when I got to the Kabbalah, it felt like it was boom. Okay, exactly. Even words and things that I said was actually the same uh, words that I wrote and I didn't even read Kabbalah like light and vessel when I was in depression the first first years after my NDE my mom was like what's going on with you why are you crying why are you in depression and I was like my vessels are broken I this is too much light for this vessel um, so I think that oh the Kabbalah also talk and the Torah they talk about uh, what's the how you say this? Resurrection of the dead. Resurrection. 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 Yes, resurrection of the dead. That and I think that part of this uh, interpretation for death is the end years. Mm. People die and come back, mm -hmm. but the. It's not about only physically coming back, uh, you know, like in the ears. It's about, say this word again, please. Resurrection. Resurrection, yes. 
It's about of resurrection of our consciousness of remember. Then it's not only physically, it's also and also. So there is so much more, so much more. And it's what I talked, it's like a dot. And I'm sure we could have a whole nother podcast and maybe we should have a part two, but I'm running out of time. So I want um, to know if, if people want to contact you or learn more about your NDE, how can they do so? Um, well, I have a YouTube uh, channel, uh, Hila Baruch. Um, I have also a Facebook um, um, page on Facebook um, that I uh, publish there a lot of things also. And um, the website is uh, in structure. I hope it will be soon and it will be in English too. And people also invite me to lectures uh, around the world and can reach to me on um, Facebook. I'm there. And I also do meetings one-on-one and Zoom and about like people with a lot of questions about their life, about how to be much more connected to their soul uh, healing process. Um, I think, the, and you know, and I in Israel, which is a big, big part of me. Actually, I'm part of this big vision, you know. Does Ions Israel have a website? Not yet, but we have a Facebook uh, page. Uh, everybody can, can join us. All right, Hila. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? One, only one. <laughs> only one. Well, you've given us a lot already. So I just want one more. Remember when it's hard that it's temporary. We are here to continue in education program. And when, once we remember, it's easier to take all these threads of mercy to one blanket. Hila, thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest today. I really appreciate you and I thank wish you the you best. So thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.